0: Welcome back to the Talking Chop podcast, brought to you by the folks over at Chief of Staff KC. This week, we're joined by our good friend uh, Josh Levin, CEO of Empowered Electric. Josh, great to see you. How you been, man? Doing, doing really, really good, man. Thanks for having me. This is a really cool setup, yeah. man. Thanks Very for coming impressive. on, man. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Well, thanks for being with us. Um, well, I mean, the Chiefs are who we thought they were. Uh, hell of a statement win, uh, proving all the national experts wrong no. uh, with a thirty-four to twenty. Victory over the Ravens on Monday night. Uh, no one really saw that dominant of a victory coming, um, but I mean, we absolutely shut their offense down. And I don't know about you guys, but I was dizzy watching all that pre-snap movement from Andy. So we'll get into all that as well as uh, you know our fantasy predictions of the week as well and uh, our Week Four Patriots preview as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we bring you all that, uh, we're bringing you our positions of the week presented by Chief of Staff KC. Uh, your local trusted talent scouts uh, will find you the uh, the best accounting, and finance, admin, ops, sales, marketing, and HR talent Kansas City has to offer um, out of Brookside as well. So. Yep. Lucas, uh, what do you got for us this week? Yep. So you guys know by now, I'm county accounting and finance recruiter.
1: You've heard me up here a few times. Last week, I spoke on candidates of the week. We're going to go back to positions of the week. Um, you know, we have everything from staff accountant to controllers right now. It's a really exciting time. But the one I want to f- focus on specifically is an accounting assistant. So this will be good for... I would say any new grad or entry-level accounting associate that wants to get into a role that's really going to diversify your accounting experience, so one to three years primarily. Um, Any regulated industry experience prior would be beneficial, so insurance, banking, you name it, that definitely is going to hit home. Um, And then obviously accounting and finance degree. So accounting or finance, both economics could probably work, but uh, give me a shout, reach out to me on LinkedIn, Uh, reach out to me at chief of staff, and uh, I'll take
0: care of you. We'll get you in the mix. Awesome. And on my end in HR ops and sales, um, we actually have two different positions open in the Springfield market. Uh, We have a client um, who's going to be looking for an entry-level sales engineer, um, as well as more of kind of a a higher level uh, sales rep to kind of manage the region as well. Um, so if you have a background in engineering um, or you have a background in sales, let us know. We have two different levels open. Uh, we'll be sitting out of the Springfield market. Um, so if you may know anyone in that area uh, that's looking for a job, let us know. Uh, but that's really our hottest order at the moment. Um, all right, well, those are our positions of the week brought to you by Chief of, Ka- Chief of Staff, Casey. She can't even talk this morning. Um, but anyway, so Josh, great to see you again, man. I think the last time I saw you was first company um, which again, we'll kind of get into it's Josh's business cohort where he gave me this awesome shirt and Boom. I appreciate there you it. Go. <laughs> Josh, where's mine at? Yeah, yeah. come on. Here's- I
2: didn't even realize how good they were. Like we love the way the red looks, but then yeah. I thought Chiefs, yeah, I was like, dude, this is a yeah. great shirt. I almost so- grabbed the blue one, but I'm glad I grabbed the <laughs> yes. red one so I yeah. can wear it
0: today. But uh, yeah, so first company, it's a business cohort that Josh started to kind of help local entrepreneurs kind of think through their ideas early on and offer some advice on how to start a company based on telling your career story obviously have an amazing career story, but you have a better life story as well. You want to give us just a little bit of background into, you know, who you are as a person and then, uh, you know, why you decided to start Empowered Electric.
2: Yeah. You know, it's so funny. It's like cliche. Like you hear all the, all the people say like, we're not supposed to be here. So you hear athletes say when they win a championship or whatever, it's like, but in so many times in my life, I was told, like, who and what I was going to become. And so my mom, unfortunately, got pregnant with me when she was 16 years old. And like most young girls that are scared and confused, she dropped out of high school and kind of just paved the way to, to live a life of survival rather than success. And so my entire childhood was marked by poverty addiction self-defeat you know eviction notices mm-hmm. and so stability success security was never even something that was in my mind because literally like we're thinking about starvation right we're thinking about like how to use these food stamps to get us to the end of the month we're we're, we're thinking about like i remember i mean as an electrician it's so funny now but like mm-hmm. my stepdad had a kcpnl like plug-in meter that like we they would turn our power off and at night he would like plug it back in you know like that was the childhood that i lived on with survival so even as i i, I built empowered electric and as i've kind of overcome so many things it's like i want to see other people succeed Mm. because i know that they can do it like i know if i've overcome the poverty of the addiction the self-defeat if i've overcome every i mean dude in fourth grade i was actually pulled into an at risk class so this is what's crazy is like the stuff that we're told that we believe like subconsciously right Mm. so in fourth grade i was pulled into a class and said hey your mom got pregnant with you when you're 16 we need to teach you about safe sex now because you're probably going to knock a girl up literally words from the teacher. You're probably going to knock a girl out before I even know what sex is. I'm like, (laughs) so what's sex and what's knocked up? You know, um, in fifth grade, I was pulled into another at risk, uh, class where they were said, because your, your parents were alcoholics, your DNA has been altered and you're more than likely going to be an alcoholic, not giving me the choice, Mm -hmm. but telling me who I'm going to become, you know, and I don't know, there's a little Kanye West in me where it's like, you tell me what I'm going to be and I want to prove you wrong. And so some of that has been like a chip on my shoulder of like, I almost just want to, like, win so that I can not only say to other people, like, you were wrong, mm-hmm. but, like, hey, everyone else that's ever felt like you were put in a box, that you couldn't succeed, that you couldn't chase your dreams, that you were going to be boxed in, like, you can break through that. And maybe you're not going to be the next LeBron James or the next Patrick Mahomes, or you're not going to be there, but I'm way, har- I'm way further up than my fourth and fifth grade teachers told me I was going to be, <laughs> right. right? Sure. You 100%. know, and so happily married, four kids, booming business of 48 people it's like what's up let's yeah. keep going you That's know awesome. so yeah love
0: it, love it. um well so I, I mean i originally joined first company um just to kind of support you you know you're a great friend and i kind of wanted to see what you're trying to build uh offer some feedback and advice as i kind of went through the program but i ended up learning so much from that um and just hearing your story and you're you're one of the best t- storytellers i know and um you know just kind of Relay all the points you're trying to make along the entrepreneurial journey back to your own career. You've obviously been there and done that. Um, so you, we kind of walk through, you know, why you started that business cohort uh, and, you know, really what your, your goal is behind that.
2: Well, so one of the things that, and I love, like what you guys are doing right now, because like as you guys sure, were nice. like talking about your top plays or top positions and stuff, like I've never used chief of staff. But mm-hmm. if I ever needed to, I would. And I feel like I've become a better interviewer, a better scout. Uh, I've learned how to use LinkedIn better to like find recruits because like I, I mostly deal with electricians, right? Mm-hmm. But like we just hired an electrician off LinkedIn using some of the things, some of the educational pieces yeah. that you've given me. So even though I'm not a paid client, you've helped me beneficially. So I could not recommend Chief of Staff more. That's, That's what it's all about. That. Yeah, yeah thank it's you. it's been so much fun. But so one of the reasons that I started it is probably like a staffing agency—you have a bad reputation, right? Like of just like I, I don't know, whatever. Like just like construction, the can industry, have there's, yeah. a, bad, stigma there's a stigma. There's a stigma. Yeah, exactly. With it, sure. Better better word than bad reputation. There's a stigma and I think about like business coaching and and consulting and most of the times it's like people saying really basic crap that they haven't done themselves for crazy tons of money and it just kind of frustrated me Mm -hmm. and like I've always had this desire where if I built Empowered Electric, I honestly believe anybody else can do it. I can't spell the word electrician. Literally every time I type it into my iPhone, it's like, did you mean? Yes, that's what I meant. (laughs) Dude, funny story. I cut cut my thumb and I had to go get surgery. And so as I go to the the doctor, they put occupation, right? And so I'm about to spell electrician crap, can't spell that. Then I go to put entrepreneur, can't spell that either. So I put CEO, I can <laughs> there spell go. that, there you, go. you know? There you go, man. Um, but so me saying like from the past that I've come to come from and the skill set that I have, if I can do it, I completely believe in you. And I think what people mostly need is they need examples. Mm-hmm. And right now everyone wants to be a freaking influencer. Yep. They want to like swipe up to buy my jeans and do this, that, and the other. And yep. like, you, you wanna know, try what I this mean? tea. Try. No. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I'm drinking dandelion tea. You can try, that affiliate link don't have it (laughs) but like that's what people are trying to do right and it's like rather than being an influencer I want to be an example and so when I started Empowered I was volunteering at a juvenile detention center, and I was able to speak to those kids. I remember it like it was yesterday. The first time I spoke, it was on Easter, and I talked about that the Easter message was one of hope. Mm-hmm. Um, you're hoping as you pop that plastic egg, there's not freaking nasty candy in their peeps. Those things suck, nobody <laughs> likes those. You want those Reese's Pieces, you know? Yes, like, yes. There's, there's an element of hope right. to it. And uh, I remember as I was talking, the kids would kind of pop their head up because they knew who I was. They were like, oh, wit, rich, privileged, white dude. What's he going to tell us? But as I talked to them about sleeping in public bathrooms, as I talked to them about freaking eating canned corn and canned vegetables, you know, like making condiment sandwiches and stuff, like mm-hmm. as I talked about that, they, they, they started to resonate and they raised their hand. I remember one kid and he said, you're one of us and you got out. Mm-hmm. How? And it's the same thing that started the business class is like you got a guy that or or a girl that's like got an idea, but they don't know if it will work. And I want to be like, hey, I'm just like you. You can you can you can do it or someone that's been at it for a year and they're about to kill themselves because it's so stressful and money's not coming in. And I want to be the person that says, hey, dude, don't give up yet. You can keep going. And so there's this element of me seeing me five, six years ago that goes, hey, don't give up. Sure. It is worth it. Because right now, I mean, I'm able to employ people. I a last year we gave three raises out that made grown men cry. Right. Wow. Like cry. Like mm-hmm. what in the world? Like these are like men too. You sure. know what I mean? Like electricians. And just to be able to see that, that's what got me to start it is right. like, it's 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 harder than you think, but it's not more complicated. And so I mean, you you know, it's a four week class talking about attitude, effort, skill, and exposure. I mean, mm. it's super basic stuff, but I promise it has huge impacts. Oh, yeah. It does.
1: That, that's phenomenal. Because my next point that I really you know took home from doing some research on you a little bit was your main company motto is people over profit. Mm. So that ties in perfectly with your story and what you've just stated and and, which I think personally is amazing. And do you mind walking us through that, that mantra and, and kind of what it means to your business?
2: Well, and so what's so fun is like, I would say to like, the tech startups they need to pay attention to construction and construction needs to pay attention to nonprofits and nonprofits should be paying attention to musicians and the further you cast your net out Mm -hmm. and you pay attention to different circles you're just going to be so much different and better and Mm -hmm. unique and like you know they say you can be first or you can be best i tried to add or you can be memorable Mm -hmm. so like most of us can't be first stuff's already happened right being best takes time. Like that can be your long-term goal, but today you ain't gonna be best, but you can be memorable. And I, I remember reading about Elon Musk um, starting Tesla and he was like, look, we completely expected Tesla to fail, but what we wanted to do was change the, 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 the country or like the people's image that electric cars were clunky and ugly and not cool. That was the goal. Okay. It Mm -hmm. wasn't to succeed. Success happened. Mm -hmm. But the goal was to change the perception on what uh, electric cars were. So for me, whenever I started, you know, there's the juvie hall, there's believing that entrepreneurship can be high risk, high reward, meaning high impact. There's all these things kind of cooking. And in the construction industry, honestly, I'm just going to say, people are treated like batteries. Like you get a battery, you plug it in, you suck it dry, you throw it away. And they just keep doing that. And people are not that important. Mm -hmm. And I kept seeing that in the industry. And I was like, What would happen? It was almost a science experiment, right? Like make a hypothesis, uh, run tests, gather results, come to conclusions. I was like, what if I cared more about people and less about profit? What would happen? Mm -hmm. And I kind of... You know, when I jumped out, I had five weeks paid vacation. I had a little bit in savings and I had a really good job. Those kind of things happened for me to jump out and start. Right. But the entire time I was thinking, dude, if I fail, I'm just going to go work. My business partner now that we partnered up, he was at a, a large electrical company here in Kansas City. And I was like, if I fail in a year, I'll just go work for Paul. Yeah. Like I had a safety net. So people say don't have a plan B, but I'm kind of like... Maybe you don't have mentally a plan B, but a safety net's nice. Because I jumped out to just say, hey, would this work? And our first year in business, we did 288,000. Uh, first full year in business, we did 1.8 million. Got sure. up to like nine guys, and we went to 3.6, then 4.4, then 7.9, then this year we're gonna do over 10. It's like, Excellent. it. it the, the, the gathering the data part was like, if you care more about people and less about profit, two things happen. You attract really great people, and you make great profit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. <Yeah>. I know. <laughs> but like, that's just where it came from. Um, yeah, I love it. Yeah. So, but it's become a hashtag. It's become a slogan. It's a beer at Limitless Brewing in Lenexa. They have people greater than profit. It's a strawberry Saison awesome. Ale. Awesome. I yeah, didn't know that. Dude, yeah. yeah. Really so, cool. I mean, it's just, know. yeah, it's just been such a fun ride to change the face of construction and get people to yeah. realize that this isn't a dead end job, you know, with your freaking uncle. It drives a broke down Dodge, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's, yeah it's,
0: it's not just a job; it's a career. And, yes, and, it really you know, can be. Honestly, in our industry, recruiting—that's mm-hmm. what we always look for when we look for uh, you know cool clients to place our, our candidates with—is you know are they going to have the support? Um, you know, are they going to be able to buy into a vision and you know remain there long term and not just a you know a pit stop in your career, but you know that last stop in your career where you can see yourself growing and supported. And uh, you know, I just you know look up to you because I really do think you go about things the right way. And there needs to be more leaders like you that that think that way.
2: And here's the thing too. Like if we are a pit stop, so like what's fun is like we have this guy named Cameron, awesome electrician, right? He worked for us for two years. And at the end of two years, when he finished his apprenticeship, Mm -hmm. he said, Hey man, I'm not super tied to Kansas city. I've always dreamed of moving out to California and working like as, as an industrial electrician for Amazon. Can I start applying? But if they call you as a reference, I don't want to get fired. And I said, Cameron, absolutely bro like he was like a 20 year old kid right and i'm like if that's what you want to do i'm not going to hold you back but just please keep keep working hard while you're Mm -hmm. here and you won't get fired you know and so about two months went by he got a job offer he moved out to california absolutely loved it would send us pictures at amazon plants wearing that empowered electric hard hat still like a great thing well guess what covid happened yeah. he realized being away from home like all his family's here and so like the west coast was cool but like it kind of got it out of his system and he wanted to come back well when he came back guess what came back to work for us like yeah. it never mm-hmm. skipped a beat and so we always say that we want people to leave better than they came mm-hmm. and it's like if we are just a road stop we hope that you were pro- you know you, that you were productive for us and that also we were beneficial to you because it's like life is long you know right. what i mean and so that's that's the only thing that that, that i would say about that sure, sure. sure well we ask
1: every guest you know a recent first down which something that maybe you know was positive that led to further events of success uh we ask about a sack or maybe a setback or a botch snap if, if maybe it wasn't a sack <laughs> then we ask about a hail mary so i'd love to hear three things from yourself and we'll start with that first down uh, tied in with empowered electric well dude
2: in the last. Uh, in the last 30 days, we've locked down over four and a half million dollars worth of work, which was huge. Cause like, so construction was deemed essential, Mm -hmm. but like the market got crazy. Cause when people are scared, they panic, when they think there's not gonna be future work, they they take jobs super low. And so we were, you know, usually like when we bid a project, there'll be like three, maybe five other electricians that are bidding it. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, five is a lot. Mm -hmm. We bid one project during this whole craziness, where there were 24 electricians oh that bid the job, you know, and it was like, and we took second. So it's like, we almost won a job out of 24 people, you know, and it was mm-hmm. just a lot of just, we were doing fine. We haven't had to have any layoffs or anything like that. We had a good robust backlog, but I'm trying to think about 2021. Yeah. And, uh, we just kept freaking chopping, kept swinging, kept swinging. And, uh, yeah, locked down 4.5 million, which was huge. Yeah. yeah. Cause I don't think about the profit. I think about like, bro, that's. That's 21 guys all next year that have a job. You know, like, that's where my brain goes. And so
0: it's just, it's been a lot of fun. So Yeah, I don't know if that's a first down. That may be a touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) That might have been the Hail Mary with the touchdown. That's those old, remember them freaking
2: Tom Brady screen passes to Wes Welker that would go for, like, 98 yards? And so he gets credit for a 98-yard pass, and you're like, bro, that was a two-yard pass. stinking dead. Yeah. And so that was a a Tom Brady screen right there. Good deal. What about a, a... I don't even know
1: if you want to go after a sack after that but is there anything you could give us that that maybe you know was a small setback
2: yeah man so i mean dude it always happens we mm-hmm. had two guys that young kids that um and i say young kids i mean they're 22 mm-hmm. so you know i'm 35 right. so it's like and i even feel like when a 30 year old's like oh i'm so old i'm like bro you're a kid like yeah. you got so much life ahead of you yeah, and sure. i think it's just because Like, I started Empowered Electric at 30 years old. And when someone, you know, is going, crap, you know, I haven't started a thing yet, I haven't got, it's like, dude, you're fine. Mm -hmm. From the ages of 21 to 29, I was just learning the craft, and I loved it. Um, So don't be in a hurry. But so they they just got a traveling electrical offer to like travel the country and and do. Yeah. So I'm super happy for them, but they're great electricians to see go. And there's always that dilemma. So like people over profit, it's not something like you were like, it's like like a marriage license. You know, you're like, well, I have a great marriage because once I said I do, you know, (laughs) that's not the case. And like when they when they wanted to go it's easy in your heart to be like screw them or like we didn't need them anyways or like try to you know close yourself off from the pain but it's like no dude feel feel the pain speak well about them realize that you've got to replace them and like move on I don't ever oh, sure. want to get calloused or cold-hearted and like when people quit we don't we don't beg them to stay you know mm-hmm. like we want yeah. them to do what's best for them um, it says a
0: lot of, about a company when you know how you treat someone as they leave mm-hmm. but more more so than when you hire them on so yeah
1: kind of even so goes like into like some of the counter offers that we see right? like True. well why didn't they offer that to you before why didn't they <clears throat> take care of you up until that point so I, I think that all coincides
2: well and s- something about that so uh, when we start so dude we do every fire firing sucks yeah. but I do every interview and I do every, fi- every fire yeah mm-hmm. um, me and my business partner Paul and I always start the firing process by we can make this as short as you want or as long as you want we've had some people that they're fired in three minutes mm-hmm. giving us the finger walking out and we've had some people that have been in there for over an hour sure. um, getting the explanation on yeah. what what they need to correct to get mm-hmm. better. And we actually went to fire someone recently and uh, he said, no, I love this company. I'm not getting fired. And it ended up turning into literally a three hour conversation with me and my business partner and this guy. And uh, he still works there fully like saw everything we needed to, cause there wasn't enough like drive and him, he was like, uh, uh, this ain't happening. And, and that like dude, great... he's done so good. And he signed up. He's, he's actually coming to second company nice. cause he's like, my foot is on the gas pedal. I am not <laughs> stopping for nothing. Nice. And so it's, it's been kind of a fun thing, you know, That's but it's, awesome. it's, it's, it's painful. Yeah. Josh, man, thank you
1: so much for this this brief look inside what it's like to be an incredible Casey leader. I know both Emerson and I look up to you. You know, I, especially during these uncertain times, right? But with all that being said, I think it's time to time to mm. chop it up. Yeah. So, with let's, <laughs> let's get into it. The Chiefs put the hammer down on the Ravens, smashing them. It's a complete dominant dominant performance uh, on the Monday Night Showdown, thirty four to twenty. So, Josh, we really like to let the guests take the first
2: take. So, mm.
1: what's your first take from the game? And with that being said. Yeah, George.
2: my first take on that game. Number one, it was an awesome game. It was it was a lot of fun. That, I mean, that freaking kickoff return for a touchdown sucked. That wasn't cool. Took the momentum out yeah, a little bit. First yeah. time in ten years. Yeah. yeah. Um. But but the thing that I, I remember. Um, so we won the state championship in two thousand and three. the Carney Bulldogs. Um, and our coach was notorious with, I mean, dude, it'd be fifty-four to three. He didn't care. Starters are in, mm. and he would always just say "stomp on their throats," which isn't very PC, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, you it, <laughs> but like, it was just like, if you give someone an opportunity to come back, they're gonna come back, and you kind of saw that in the third quarter. And so it's just like, yo, Chiefs, yeah. keep the foot on the gas pedal. You yeah. remember when the Patriots were just running up the score, mm-hmm. you know, like crazy? Oh, yeah. It's like, dude, do it. Like, don't stop. Yeah. Like, so that that would be my take
1: yeah good deal I mean the aces were pulled out right we oh yeah the, the you cards know, those cards. <laughs> I think he pulled out a couple there one with the Anthony sausage Sherman oh, yeah. uh, shovel pass you know with the misdirection and then he also had Pat line out on the left side I believe and come back for a, a pass to Kelsey yeah. over the middle so unique motions everywhere I yep. think that was a phenomenal take that we can yeah I that. saw
0: I saw a really funny meme it was uh Dennis Robin from uh the documentary that they just did I've Get on the name, I don't know why, but uh, yeah, yes. so he's uh, he's going like this way and like this way, and like <laughs> and that's like Andy Reid yeah. play plays, like, all right, go. Uh, yeah, but I mean I again got dizzy watching that. That was amazing. Like yeah. And uh I good luck trying to stop that. You know he, he unleashed the cannon, which yeah.
1: is what we needed to see. Emerson and I kinda joked about it the other week about how Clyde's really taken off, right? And he's Dude. kind of looked phenomenal and, and the the pad of the past we haven't seen just yet in its full potential. So with the bomb to McCall, you know, pass first offense all night, I think Pat ended with four tutties, three eighty five yards and, and a rushing Dude, touchdown. I don't
2: even know if I would call his passes bombs. They're more like missile you <laughs> right. right. like how I Big know. Ben yeah. would like throw those high arcs sure. and like sure. drop right below yeah. you? Like when he throws that ball, it's, it's almost lazy. like yeah. <laughs> when they catch it, it like pulls them forward right. a little yeah. bit, you know, it's, it's amazing. And also... I loved that, um, the play where it uh, went to Fisher, the mm-hmm. touchdown pass. Big, Big man, man Tuddy, just, just that they designed plays to get sure. other people involved. Like, Good. that dude might have. I So, I scored one touchdown. So, I started playing football in sixth grade. And I remember in elementary school, I heard this kid say that he scored three touchdowns. And I was mm-hmm. like, or he scored... Yeah, he scored like three, and I was like, oh, isn't that just easy? And he's like, bro, you have no idea how hard it is to score a touchdown. you got 11 other people trying to stop you, and, like, Mm -hmm. everything has to go right. It's so hard. And so out of all my career playing seven years, I scored a touchdown in our final game um, district, the district championship. Yeah, and the coach gave it to me literally 10 times in a row. I marched it all the way downfield. Same play, 30 (laughs) smash, right up the middle, and just kept doing it. He was like, Josh is going to score. And so – I I saw that commitment from my head coach, and I'm sure that there's people that just love playing with Andy Reid. Fisher
1: had to register or tell the ref that he had to show up on the line, right? That he was going to line up as an eligible receiver downfield. So they created an offensive line barrier. Mm -hmm. They all lined up back-to-back. If you watch it again, there's a video of Fisher coming up referencing to the ref. Underneath, kind of hiding between his teammates, goes back uses the hand towel from Patrick Mahomes to dry his hands off so he can catch that
2: touchdown. Yeah. So I mean, so it cool. yeah, you so said, so he said he blacked out during it. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, because <laughs> it's it's such an exciting experience, and so like, exciting, like right? not a lot of people get to get to have yeah. it.
0: So well, while we're on the topic of big men, how about that game from our offensive line? Again, that was one of the things that we were referencing last week is uh, you know a weaker part of the game against the Chargers. But man, mm-hmm. they didn't allow a single sack. Nope. Mahomes just had all the time in the world, and I mean he was getting the ball out early, but they were all mm-hmm. out blitzing. Yep. And uh you know we have some stats to to back that up about the blitz but they, I mean they were blitzing I think like 45% of dropbacks yep. and they only got five total pressures all game long wow. which is absolutely nah, insane. Job, so hell of a game on the big men but also on the defensive side that defensive mm-hmm. line was just killing them all day long. Yes. Chris Jones had two sacks, Frank Clark had a sack. Uh, I think Neiman had one, too, but mm-hmm. obviously a linebacker. But, uh, man, they just stuffed that run all day. I think Envy Pennell having him back yep. really did help kind of solidify that run game. But they weren't over-pursuing. You know, everyone stayed home and, and you know, did their role. Um, and, you know, I really did think that, made yeah, that a was a huge great. factor in limiting Lamar. 100%. Sure.
1: Well, the Mahomes, Mr. September, they're calling him. I'm sure you've seen the, the stat line. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's 10-0 and in his career in September. 32 touchdowns. No interceptions. interceptions. No interceptions. You kidding me? Yeah. That's, that's a phenomenal stat. So, Mr. September, keep it up into uh, becoming Mr. October. Please and thank you.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs have now um, gone 50 games without losing uh, by over 7 uh, points, and that's mm-hmm. absolutely insane. Mahomes has never lost a game by over 7 points, yep. uh, and now we're now at our longest franchise winning streak ever at 12 games. So, uh, you know, hopefully we can get to 16 and uh, 17, 18, 19 yeah. by the end of the year. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I really think... The, the national um kind of you know storyline has changed from you know the Ravens overtaking the Chiefs to now the Chiefs being as dominant as they showed and they're now everyone's talking about them going undefeated now uh which again play a game at a time we got a tough game against the Patriots tough game against the Bills coming up as well um so you know we got a couple of tests but if, if they can get through that man I think they can on yeah. the table I really do so <laughs> I completely agree in,
1: uh, injuries, we didn't come out unscathed again, unfortunately. The big one is, is LeJarius Sneed, a uh, mm. collarbone. I know you had mentioned to me this morning was They yeah, breaking it, yeah. Yeah, six to eight weeks, I would assume. Yeah. Um, Sammy, Frank, and Daryl did play, so that's a, that's a positive silver lining. Um, and then another silver lining and is really happy for Andrew Wiley. I'm, I'm really happy yeah. for him because that appendicitis is not actually legitimate. Yeah. Um, so, But moving forward, I know uh, you have some takes on fantasy. I know you're not a big Dude. fantasy guy, but no. we have a segment
2: that we'd like to dive into. Oh, man. Start start. I hate fantasy football. I hate fantasy football so much. I hate <laughs> fantasy football almost as much as I hate Michael Jordan. Like, I haven't even... seen. Yeah. You, you made the last dance reference. You made the last dance reference. Like, I haven't even watched the preview of that stupid show. Mm. Like, I hate Michael Jordan. I hate fantasy football. But <laughs> no, the right. reason I don't like fantasy football is because... Dude, the first time I played, right, there's a big group of guys. They're all throwing $10. bucks. i am like, yeah, let's do this. I draft. I don't know what I'm doing. I draft Ben Mm -hmm. Roethlisberger as a quarterback. The year that he got in the motorcycle accident, broke his freaking femur. Right? So I'm, like, playing all season, trying to, like, figure out what I'm doing. I got beat by a guy that never changed his roster one time, and I was like, F fantasy football welcome to fantasy (laughs) yeah Yeah. and so i just never recovered from that dude i took my ball i took my talents i went home and uh yeah so i just have never got into it and even now like it seems like i'm i'm so far behind that if i got into it i i heard there's these like apps that tell you like how to draft and how to play and Mm -hmm. stuff and i'm like bro that's dumb. That's cheating. Okay? <laughs> if you're doing that, that's cheating. Stop that. And like I know that like mm-hmm. I'd be tempted to do that <laughs> <laughs> cuz yeah, I maybe want we got money bit. on the line. Yeah. Well. I know, you know what I money? mean? Well, but they, it's like I say
1: like 50% of the the league or the year is also won like with the waiver wire, right? So like those mm. those additional pickups and and plays that you make throughout um,
2: but it's cool. But it's cool. Yes. Like, I don't I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I it's will just, challenge you – I'm to,
0: terrible at it. I will it.
1: challenge you to maybe play again once in your life.
0: But. So, who are your players of the week?
1: Yeah. So, I got Juju Smith-Schuster. He apparently is not playing Sunday because of COVID. I say still start him. Adam Schefter had stated that they may play on Monday or Tuesday. Keep him in your lineups. Make sure to monitor that situation. Sit Patriots defense for obvious reasons. <laughs> yep. Um,
0: yeah, I got a couple waiver wire pickups for you if you're in need of a, um, you know, a spot start. So – Carlos Hyde. Um, Chris, yep. Chris Carson unfortunately got uh, Gator rolled up on, so they don't know if he's going to yep. end up starting this week. Uh, pick up Carlos Hyde uh, as a security blanket. Uh, starting running back in the mm-hmm. leagues, one of the league's top offenses or the league's top offense. Um, but then outside of that... Um, here, if you
1: I go. get Justin Jefferson as well.
0: Yeah, Jeff- Justin Jefferson of the Vikings. He... Uh, had, I think, seven receptions, 175 yards, two touchdowns last week, or one touchdown last week, but uh, the the more he gets uh, accustomed to that offense as a rookie, he's mm-hmm. going to be a playmaker there. And then Mo Alley-Cox, uh, t- uh, Colts tight end, any Colts tight end in a Phillip Rivers offense is going to uh, do well. He uh, caught a touchdown after a career game, so continue to... Look at him as well, um, but outside of fantasy, let's get into the Patriots preview um, sure. here as we wrap things up. Patriots are coming off a solid, their uh, 36 to 20 win against the Raiders. The Raiders look really good, but maybe just the Saints aren't. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, what, what's your first take for this Chiefs or this Patriots game? Well, coming so up? What, I'm in this
2: dilemma, right? Because for a long time, like diehard Chiefs fan, Chiefs all the way, Royals all the way. Sure, but like. I do love seeing greatness, and so for a long time, loved the Patriots. Like mm-hmm. if it was, if I wasn't watching the Chiefs, I was watching the Patriots. Yep. Only time I was rooting against the cuts. Patriots, yeah, was well, and that's the thing is watching greatness play. Mm-hmm. And so I have this weird dilemma now. Whenever like Tom Brady left, I'm like, I kind of want Tom Brady to outperform the Patriots, mm-hmm. but I want Cam Newton to just blow up. I want him to do well and shut people up. I and mean, like, he has been. Yeah, yeah. He's no, looked, I know. He's looked okay, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, but. You know what I'm saying? So, I like, I want the pa- How do the Patriots lose, but Cam Newton look great? Yeah. That's the dilemma that yeah. I'm in. But right now, I just want them to have the worst game of, of the season. Of course. You know? Um, yeah. And so, just like everything, I mean, Bill Belichick is so good at scheming ways to, like, try to take away your, your top players. But, like, who's our top player? Mm-hmm. I mean, even just what like what player. was not last, w- last week where uh, Tyreek Hill, did he have two receptions and his touchdown in the first quarter? Like, he, I mean, yeah. he really, like, got off hot Mm. and then didn't do much towards the end and so it's just like keeping them guessing is so crazy
0: yeah yeah, I mean, and, and that's one of our storylines is, like, you know, the rivalry between the, the Patriots and the Chiefs has always been, you know, Brady versus, yeah. uh, you know, I guess Mahomes um, over the recent years. But and now it's Belichick. I mean, it's that fan base isn't going away. Mm-hmm. That coach isn't going away. I mean, he's really good at – I mean, he's obviously one of the best defensive minds of all time. So yeah. he's really good about scheming. He always takes Tyreek Hill out of the play. Um, but, again, I, I think we have enough weapons, and I don't think Cam's going to, you know, be that Brady um, that will take him over the top mm-hmm. and win those games late. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just interested to see how this rivalry uh, moves forward. And uh, yeah, the Ravens rivalry isn't a rivalry anymore because nope. Lamar hasn't nope. won. But um, you know, if, if if Cam can pull off the upset, then you know that that fire is sure. going to get ignited again, and it's <coughs> going to be um, you know one to keep an eye on moving forward. But uh, Lucas, what are your keys of victory for this week?
1: Yeah, so we've hated the Patriots since even back to the Smith era, right? With some mm-hmm. of those playoff losses from there. So I mean, definitely goes back a ways. And so what I want to continue doing this week is is key to victory number one keep the cannons firing keep pat and a pass-heavy offense first, then engaged the run with Clyde. Uh, Patriots allowed seven touchdowns and 740 yards through the air so far this year, so they're pours, there's holes, we can get in there. Hunter Renfro went off from the Raiders. Hunter Renfro yeah. went off from the Raiders with six catches, 84 yards, and a touchdown. So if Hunter Renfro did that, the Legion of Zoom can easily
0: uh, surpass Which those you stats. Would, you wouldn't think would happen because that's the, been their defensive strength, is their is there secondary, so we'll you, see how, you how it You would works. think,
1: we'll see how it pans out. And then Bill with will come with the Blitz no matter what. I mean, mm. he, like you stated earlier, his schemes are phenomenal. So we need to be ready for that. Uh, maintain that offensive line integrity. Pat will do the rest. Pat was 17 for 21 for 219 yards and three touchdowns against the Blitz. Best, best game, game of, of his career. career. Yeah. yeah, best game of his career. He's just learned to read
2: defenses, right, is what he stated in the yeah. offseason. So that's Are you big familiar part. at all with uh, David Goggins? Mm. You know that is? He wrote a book called You Can't Hurt Me, uh, Navy SEAL, motivational speaker. But he always talks about taking souls. And it's just mm. like, 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 yeah, <laughs> just take their souls soul and uh that's what i want to see man some just blow out just let them realize that like rivalries right now rivalries aren't even a thing for the chiefs like it's who's next you know goldberg wwf back Mm. in the day or whatever like so yeah
1: and then the the last point that i think will really hit home is continue tossing chum in the water for frank the clark shark to get out there and and uh chris jones and and let that d-line eat you know we've had 11 sacks this year six best in the league. Cam is not as elusive as Lamar Jackson, so we should be able to get him He's big. He's big. (laughs) big. We got some big boys, too, (laughs) that could take him down. So uh, I'm excited to get after the quarterback.
0: So uh, instead of offensive and defensive players this week uh, to watch, I I wanted to ask Josh a specific question because he has the most controversial take I've ever heard (laughs) on this subject. Josh completely wholeheartedly disagrees with the Mahomes contract. Why the hell do you think that way?
2: (laughs) I mean, I don't even know how this is a debate. Um, I, so this is two hot takes, right? Like controversial. Don't hate Michael Jordan. Yeah. Don't think this contract's you're worth it. Just bringing the fire today. So here, here's my whole reason: is just like paying attention to big contracts throughout any sport. Whether it's A Rod, right? Whether it's uh, 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 Albert Pujols going to the Los Angeles. Uh, Angels, whether it's freaking who's the guy out at the Raiders? I always Derek forget Carr. his name. Derek Carr. Yeah. Like think about that. He signed some record deal. Can't even remember the dude's name. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe Flacco. Like all these guys are garbage that sign these huge deals and like nobody in the towns love them. You think go to Baltimore and ask if they like Joe Flacco. That's yeah. not the case. Go go to LA and ask them about pool holes. Ask the Cardinals about pool holes. It's like these record-setting, record-shattering deals don't ever seem to pay off. Like, yeah. prove me wrong. Tell me somebody, Bryce Harper.
0: Like, right. re, yeah. like,
2: tell me somebody that got a ton of money, even Mike Trout. Cool, bro. You're gonna break some individual records. Are you gonna win a championship? Is that the case? We just want to sell a lot of jerseys. Want to want want to do some commercials? Like, wh- right. I mean, you know, it's like I don't I don't think that's the case. And so it's nothing against him. Right. Like I'm a Chiefs fan. I love Patrick Mahomes. Um, I photo bombed his girlfriend's workout <laughs> videos at one life by accident, not on purpose, but um. Sure, uh, uh, yeah. sure, sure, Josh. Sure, Josh. Um, but a fiancé, sorry, fiancé.
0: Yeah. Um, Congrats like, on their uh, baby announcement, Baby, by the yeah. Way, yeah.
2: yeah. I'm a total fan of him, but it's like, if you want to make it record-setting, like, okay, cool, make it record-setting. Did you have to, like, go that far? I mean, what, right. what, what would have set the record? 350? Or, I mean, a lot less would have, yeah. you
0: know? So Well, hopefully I just, he proves you wrong moving forward, you know? I, I, w- hopefully he makes you eat your words, and we'll have you back on the podcast yeah. and make you literally eat oh, your so words. Oh, so that's, <laughs> well, and that's the thing,
2: too, is, like, what people don't understand is, like, I want to be wrong. Mm-hmm. I want him to win four more Super Bowls. But it's like, here's the thing that we were talking about even before the show began is like, he had a he struggled against uh, the Chargers, mm-hmm. right? The LA Chargers. Yeah. How weird is that? Yeah, right. Um, The LA Chargers. He struggled hard, and somebody said, "Well, it's not his fault." Bull crap. I've been a LeBron James fan. That's why I hate Michael Jordan because oh, King of James all the LeBron way. James, <laughs> yeah. King James, baby. This Kobe. is a year. Um, and so. Whose fault is it when they lose? Always his. It's not Kevin Love's. It's not Kyrie's. It's not AD's. It's not Coos. It's not anybody. It is his fault. And it's like, so you think Patrick Mahomes is going to be any different? Like, he can get sacked 35 times in a game. Doesn't matter when you're making 450. It doesn't matter. The only
1: thing I will say, and this is a contrary point, but those salary caps, they're going to keep going up. They're going to keep going up. So people are stating that this will be a good deal in two, three, four, five years because the NFL have more money to spend, people will look back and say, Pat, you got them for cheap. Yeah. yeah.
2: So... So, I mean, one counterpoint for sure is all the guys that I, that I did reference uh-huh. um, were on the tail end of their careers looking mm-hmm. to get paid for past performance. Why is Tom Brady getting $25 million a year for these next two years? have no idea, right? Because jerseys are going to get sold. No. And, recognition, and you yeah. would say butts in seats, but not really. Right. Um, so maybe TV time. So they are projecting out. But it's just like, dude, how many people become who you think? Zion Williamson? He ain't gonna be who they think he's gonna be. Yeah. Like, think about how many people. Healthy. I mean, yeah. you gotta stay healthy. That's the thing. Like, what if what if he dislocates his knee and it's and it's not easily replaced? What if you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's just so many what ifs that you've tied up so much money into one player, and we know you can't win a game by yourself. You've got to have other yeah. weapons. So, what what happens when Tyreek and all these guys get offered big deals somewhere else? Yeah. They, they
0: might take it, you know? So that's just my fear. I say I this as a fan. fan. Yeah. You no, know? I mean, it's a unique take, and I think it's one that, yeah. you know, makes right. us think. So I appreciate, <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you going against the grain there. Well,
2: and I remember, dude, when they signed it, well, who was it? There was a tw- there, there. was an NFL team went on Twitter and said, "Thanks Chiefs, like you just helped us out in four
0: years." No, yeah. we'll like, see, revenge talk- mastermind. We'll yeah. see.
1: Some <laughs> teams might be pissed too because yeah. now they have to pay somebody who's oh, you know, yeah, mediocre a yeah. little bit more money, huh?
0: Um, well, let's uh, let's get things wrapped up here. We'll go through score predictions real quick. Um, uh, Chiefs are uh, minus seven. They're actually favorites uh, away, which I don't know the last time the Patriots have been um, you know underdogs at home. But regardless, Josh, uh, what are you thinking for this game? Uh, thinking
2: and hoping are different, man. I would say, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. 35-17, okay. something like that. I like it. I, I, I like love it. that score. I'm going to stick with the
1: constant, which two out of three games have been 34-20. to 20. We're going to put up 30-plus, just how you know many yeah. points are the pages going to score. So 34-20, going to keep it right in the middle.
0: Yeah, I'm going go to go 38-27. to I think Cam's going to you know, probably run through us a little bit. Uh, But, I mean, that's what I thought about Lamar, too. So, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, you know, but you can never count Bill out. So... I think it'll be a little bit closer. Uh, overall score, Lucas, you're winning with plus 30 overall. The guests are at plus 34, and I'm at plus 38. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes moving forward. Um, but that does it for week four of Talk & Chop. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Music, make sure to subscribe to us, follow us yep. along all seasons. We've got uh, a lot more cool guests coming up um, with a female focus episode next week, yep. actually. Um, that'll be really cool to to talk to. A couple of female leaders here in Kansas City about you know how to use the Chiefs to your advantage in business actually. So that'll be really fun, uh, Josh. Thank you so much for being with us this week. Thank you Josh. Uh, you brought the it. fire. You brought the energy as always. So uh, you know really appreciate you coming to chop it up with us. But uh, yeah, we'll catch you all next week, huh? And as always, go Chiefs. Chiefs.